Welcome to season six, episode four of the Black Women Working Podcast. It's me, Tolu, hosting today's episode. And ladies, I'd like you to introduce yourself as normal. I'm Tao here. I'm Natalie. Hi, it's Rachel. We need to sort the order out because every every episode we're struggling. It's embarrassing. Literally, (laughs) it's just like, and we can see it when we're right here as well. So anyway, um, as usual, peeps, you can follow us at BWWPodcastUK on Instagram and Twitter. Join the conversation using hashtag BWWPodcastUK. Can more of you do this, please? Um, We like to engage with you guys and that's the best way for us to kind of track um, our things. But obviously we appreciate the DMs and the messages that we get as well. And obviously our website is www.blackwomenworking.com where you can find all our episodes and just a little bit more about us if you don't really know who we are and what we're about. Um, So without further ado, in today's episode, we're going to be discussing a topic which I guess in terms of all four of us probably impacts me the most but again that's subjective to be honest um in case you're wondering what the premise is what makes me different to the rest of everybody here well you're older. three of us yes, no but that's not even the truth Natalie, the please. don't even try me <laughs> wait like two minutes that's, why we, that's, that's why we call you auntie oh no no, no. <laughs> do you not think you're an auntie too if I, I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm not I'm your a, auntie. I'm, a I'm not child. auntie in this. Well, group. Natalie, you're my auntie. Hi. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to be your auntie, but I'm not your auntie, and I'm Love not Shan's auntie. I'm just saying. You asked us what makes you different in the group. I but I have an auntie answer. as well here. We're middle children. Stop acting like a middle child. Just like know your <laughs> it's place. Not even the point. While you call me the auntie of the aunties. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You asked me a question. I gave an answer. Don't be mad. Listen, cool. last episode, Shan, you were trying to say that we ain't millennials. I said, do you, boo? Because I'm a millennial, so, boy. <laughs> Don't feel Anywho, pressed. Don't feel pressed. We digress. Just, we digress. It's just, it's just an answer. If it's not the right Sorry, answer, Charles. I apologise. Sorry, Todd. What makes you so different from us? Yes. Well, Except I'm of for- West African background. And you guys are all of Caribbean background. I was going to say mostly Jamaica, but I don't actually think that's true. It's like a mixture, isn't it? Yeah, with the island girls, island girls. So yeah, so I mean, it's almost kind of the difference that separates me from you guys that we'll be discussing today, but not quite. So today's episode is called "What's in a Name," and um, yeah, I actually went back through our previous episodes because I thought I thought that we had talked about this before, but maybe we only spoke about it in snatches in like certain episodes when it was pertinent to it. But I feel like I'm a broken record. Like I say the same thing. If I'm not jumping all the time. in, if I'm not jumping in and saying, yeah, see that free episode. Like you're like the BWW podcast historian. Like you just know the rest of us don't have a clue. But um, yeah, so I was actually surprised that we hadn't discussed it before. So to be more specific, we've not had an episode yet where we talk about the challenges of having a non-white British name. That's the best way I can put it, because really the things that we call British name, English name, a lot of them are Hebrew. So, I mean, it's factually incorrect. But for the purposes of this podcast today, that's the way I'm going to reference them. And yeah, talking about the challenges that can add to the job seeking 
or employment experience. Now, bearing in mind my government name, which I will not be revealing on this podcast, if you don't know, you don't need to know. <laughs> also, identity fraud. Um, oh. And all- <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's unique, isn't it? It's probably unique. Someone could just impersonate me and just be stealing all my money, all the, oh, the coins no. out of my account. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, all, your, your okay. all your money. Okay. All your money. Okay. All my money. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> 30 billion in the account, you. Anyway. Hey, she got a song in. I did. I did. I, I, I was going to bring it in earlier, but I put it in here. <laughs> Where was I? Yes. Anyway, identity fraud. So that's why I'm not sharing my government name. But in comparison to your names, obviously a lot of your names are like the the white British standard. I'm doing quote quote air quotes here because again that's subjective. So obviously this topic, as I said, subjectively probably probably impacts me more in the work arena, possibly more than you guys or even in life in general. But however, what I want to do is kind of approach. Um, today's topic a bit differently because um, it's more than well recorded now how much having a non-English or British name can be counterproductive to your job search. Um, A 2019 BBC uh, article stated, quote, British citizens from ethnic minority backgrounds have to send on average 60% more job applications to get a positive response compared to white counterparts close quote so obviously we know that's efreys that's that's a madness right there and we all know that that happens and i don't have a magical one to kind of make that silly or stupid issue evaporate it is what it is and we know what the solution is be less racist <laughs> it's as simple as that and where we are at in this podcast we don't shirk from calling things as they are we're not going to use the coke zero terms like racial discrimination we'll call it it is simply racist. So I don't think there's any need for us to kind of pontificate on that issue because hundreds, maybe even thousands of people before have done so and, you know, expanded upon the reasons why. And the people who engage in that kind of behaviour mostly are aware that they're doing so. So where are we really going for it? So in order to make today's episode a little bit more inclusive for you guys, we're going to touch upon... um, how when you guys show up as your glorious black selves with your English sounding names, um, when people haven't seen you before, and then we're going to touch upon name microaggressions. I think that's the term terminology I want to use today. Um, once in a row, of which I have plenty of experience, unfortunately. So the first question that I'm going to ask you guys is, can you recount any experience where someone has visibly uh, been surprised that you showed up for your interview, either or at a meeting at work, in fact, if they've never seen you before and not a white woman? And how did that situation play out? <laughs> oh, let me go first, please. <laughs> go on, oh, all right. go on then, Rachel. Girl. <clears throat> Listen, when I... Um, graduated I was like yes I've got my qualification now so I'm gonna go straight to look for a job and I've got my qualification in marketing and I'm not sure if I've shared this before I think I've shared a little bit about it but um I was it was in it's in advertising and marketing so I got some I did really good applications and I got like some interviews at some of the biggest marketing firms in London so I went I went along 
And I was like, yes, obviously they want me. Yes, yes, yes. And the one that I really wanted, I won't name and shame, but the one that I really wanted. Why not? Why won't you? It's a long time ago, you can. Why not? The reason why I'm not going to name and shame is because. You want to go back? No, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna reveal why, but I'm not gonna name and shame at this time. Later on down the You'll line, you'll tell us offline. Yeah, I'll tell you offline. Um, yes. I got there and um, I was like, um, the lady was on the phone, and I didn't want to approach her while she was on the phone. The receptionist to like tell her that I was here, so I waited, and she got off the phone, and she was like, "Oh, um, what did she say?" She was like, "Oh, are you here for? Are you here to see?" Uh, the cleaner about the jobs and i was like you know i was like no i'm here to see and there was a name on my <laughs> oh, no. so oh, i pulled no, it up no. oh no no and no, i was no, like no. i was like still. oh you're here to see this person and she was like yeah she was like okay i'm gonna call her to come out and she called her to come out and like the lady was visibly like shocked to see me like her eyebrows were raised her eyes were oh, widened God. And she was visibly like shocked to see me. Now, I don't know if it's because I'm black. I look like I'm 12. I don't know what exactly it was, but she was definitely shocked that it was me. And she clearly thought I was somebody else. So they went around the interview and they did everything. And I thought, you know what? I actually did a good interview. And they seemed to be like, after a while, they seemed to open up, chatty with me, smiley. These people did not even send an email back to say unfortunately you didn't get the role so i started hunting them down <clears> thinking oh my god like this is a big major firm like how can they not like take me on i started calling little me i started calling 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 hello um um you gave me an interview oh we'll get back to you we'll get back to you we'll get back to you a month down the line the lady just said sorry you didn't get the job and, wow. just, and i was like oh, is this what's happening <laughs> and that's just based off the fact that they probably thought I was someone else. I've got a white British name. So they probably just thought, yeah, she's white. She'll do. I don't mm -mm. know. But it was not, I was not who they were thinking I was. Mm, it's a dicey one still because you don't have any proof, like tangible proof. Mm -hmm. But I mean, based on everything that you've described, I think it's fair to deduce that they saw a name and they did not expect that you would be the person behind that name. Literally. But it was the entire yeah. firm, from the receptionist to mm -hmm. the department you was applying to. It's the whole firm. She was probably one of the manager's children, boy. You know, then when they bring <laughs> their kids to work, when they bring their children to work and they make them the receptionist and they start moving up slowly but surely. That's her. I bet you any money she's still in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, Rachel. She's been employed since. Okay. I know, I know. Mm. To, to cool it down. Let me cool it down. <laughs> Shan, you got a story, in it? Yeah, short one. Um, also, when graduating, so it was uh, around around 20, two, 20, 20, you know, 2007. You're revealing <laughs> your, your, your age now. I don't there care. You go. Ready, you already decided I'm the auntie's friend. Mm, um, <laughs> and Big Brother, Big Brother had this um blonde superstar Chantel Horton completely oh, blonde. Yeah. it was a celebrity big brother and she wasn't and she had to convince them she was sorry context like I knew who she was got to the interview now applied for a job in Essex and got to the interview and they actually opened their mouths and said 
you haven't got blonde hair. <laughs> Lucky I'm up to date with the culture. So I knew who they were referring to, and but I was just like, no. Yeah. No, I don't. That's my wow. Story. How brave. Was that in- mm-hmm. sorry, I'm- my mind just evaporated. You said that was an interview. At the interview. As I opened mm-hmm. the door, as the person let me in, that was the first thing they said. It's peak, they okay? it's peak. Did they not look at your CV? Are they okay? Like well, what what's to look at my CV? What's no, but I mean my... as in, I mean as in like, okay, clearly from your CV, they can tell they're not who they thought you were. So that coming with why you haven't got blonde hair doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand. Are they okay? No, nah, like, because, the because the girl, the highlight of the moment because of Big Brother, I think she went out with Pete Doherty in the end. She, Chantel, and her name was spelled exactly the same, was, mm. was the guy. Was the guy. That's yep. That's still white. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know any. I'm. I'm thinking. I don't know any white Chantels. You know, every Chantel. Exactly. I know, do you know what I mean? I do. Even right. mixed race relevant. or black. It's not relevant. <laughs> it's not. But I'm just. I'm just saying. Even if you're hundred, the girl's black. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's shamelessness that you can let those things slip out, but they used to <clears> it in it. Yep. And that's what's your story. I know you've got fifty, probably. Just Definitely. I haven't even got fifty. It's just. It's it's still happening to me. No, <laughs> so it's not funny. <laughs> but like, you're talking about your old twenty, sorry, like, two thousand seven problem. No, it's still happening to me. Like, obviously, even now, I think it's unacceptable because in the days of LinkedIn and me, I'm act, I'm out on these LinkedIn streets, active, nice picture with my sewing, with my middle part leave yes, out, with yes, my smile. Yes, yes. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> every law firm I've worked at, they take a picture of me and do, like, a profile. So if you took two seconds to do one, two Googling, you would see that I was Black before I even got on the call. But it's just, like, every time you get on the call, and they're like, whoa, Black person, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> Matrix bullet dodging, like, just shock. And it's just, it's, I'm tired. <laughs> like, I'm literally, like, when you meet new clients and stuff like that, and you first have the video call, it's getting better now. I would say since 2020, um, and we have more face-to-face calls. Because before, b- before lockdown, a lot of the calls we used to just have dial-in, so you would just hear the person's voice. Mm-hmm. So that's why, in a sense, I was worried at a point. I'm being really genuine that, you know, having all these video calls was not going to be good for my career. One because mm-hmm. I'm look younger than I am, especially like when you're working from home and you've just tied your hair up in a bun and stuff like that. Um, you can look younger than you are. So that's a problem in and of itself, which Rachel's obviously experienced. But also because my name is Natalie Carter and that's like a really white, white, white name. Mm. People are beginning to see me and see that I'm black. And then like when people start talking wicked and acting mad to me, I'm just like, oh, would you have done this if we were still like just doing dial-ins and we weren't, mm. we weren't doing video calls anymore. So um, it's just, I don't know if it's a bit of my personal like, paranoia because I've had so many experiences where people are just not expecting um a corporate lawyer to be Mm. black um so I don't know if I'm like if I've got like a hyper awareness of that but I would say still like some clients are like oh she's she's black oh Oh, Mm. interesting 
Whereas I feel like if you have an if you have a non-English surname, even if you have an English first name, that still gives an indication that you know you're not white. Whereas me This person could be other. <laughs> yeah, to me, every time you see me, if you haven't gone on my LinkedIn or you hadn't done your research, it's a shocker. <clears throat> mm. and it's like what you said there's like what I said earlier is like you just never have tangible proof all you have is the reaction that someone's had and that you but you kind of just get the impression from it that that's where their kind of uh shock or oh comes from and it's just unpleasant really it's really unnecessary like think it in your head if you need to but don't let it out I mean no one's ever but, said anything to me no one's like mm. No one's ever like they can't do. They've never done like a Chantel and said, "Do I have blonde hair or anything like that?" They've 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 never made a comment. Um, but it's just sometimes we just need to kind of trust our gut feeling, and if mm-hmm. we're, we're feeling a way about something, we don't need to go and burn everything down and have like a Wayne to Excel moment. But I feel like if you feel in your gut that someone's behaviours change once they've seen you, yeah, then I think you should be able to we're at a stage now where I think people can trust their their instincts, especially at the age mm-hmm. of 34 years old, over 10 years working corporately. I think I can trust how I feel, like what my instinct is. And I've definitely heard the sort of reverse where I've heard white women say that they haven't taken on their African husband's surnames because they don't want that surname. Yo, I've never heard of that. I, I mean, I could say the same about anybody. You could have any please, surname. It doesn't please, necessarily please. have to be targeted. Please. Huh? Please, that's a different, that's a slightly different <laughs> no, but the, dynamic. No, but the point is, they are recognising to some extent yeah. that, that an you issue. need to keep your name um, as English as possible. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you're saying it out loud, they've acknowledged it. I mean, I mean, that brings me on to my little segue about my personal experience, because obviously I'm quite different from y'all. I, my name screams ethnic. They're not quite sure where it's from. <laughs> but I even put like a, a Miz on my CV and stuff so they actually know my gender, because a couple of times people have thought that I was a man, <laughs> which I was surprised at. But then I thought, well, they're not Nigerian. They're not your brother. They don't know. And to be fair, majority of our names are unisex anyway. I was so you were saying male-dominated industry? Are you male-dominated um, I would say so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because they don't know the context of that. Obviously, they're like, oh, it's a, ma- a woman. And, oh, yeah, you look kind of young still as well. But irrespective, irregardless, like... Um, I'm at that point in my career. Using that word now, listen, no, I say it. I know it's not a word, but that's what oh, I'm please. saying. If you don't please. like it, move. That's it, you know? But, um, yeah, so, and, like, I'm at that point in my career now where I just, I use my full name and I'm so insistent on it because of all the various disrespect over the years. Mm. So, no, I don't shorten it anymore because I've outgrown yes, that approach to yes, job seeking. <laughs> Where's my kente hat? Hold on, do you mean your full name or Tolu? My full name. So they don't call you Tolu? No, they no, they they are I give them permission if I see that their effort has been made. Yes, but sister. Yes, sister. Otherwise, but this draws me into my next point that I actually like wanted to, you know, speak about. Like I've had a couple of work experiences where I've joined the role 
Why am I seeing Tolu everywhere when I have never in any written capacity shortened my name for you? For my emails, they have all been my full name. Mm. Every document I filled out for you has been my full name. Mm. So why do you think that when I join, now you should be putting Tolu everywhere? Like it's something Mm. that I find really irritating at this point and problematic. Like the time they get too bright. Do you know what? I only, like, I only abbreviate the person's name if they've emailed me and then when they've signed it off, exactly they the abbreviation. Like, I know it's not the same, um, and I feel a bit like a Karen doing this, but I cannot stand when people call me like Nat at work because you're not my friend. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I never sign anything off Nat. Maybe Nat. Right. Like, but that's reserved for you a lot. So I, I know it's not yeah. the same because I have an English name. But I'm just saying I can understand your irritation. It's more no, of a violation, obviously, of for you. Yeah, it's the same principle because it's like it's a bit of a overstepping the boundaries. Like refer to people don't know how me like they that, like bro. to refer. Exactly. Like my identity is mine to define. Like the the assumption that I would just want to make everybody in the workplace comfortable by putting my name in that format mm. is an audacity. Mm. Like, why should I have to? make it palatable for you to speak if I want to tell you call me duh, 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 then that's what you have to call me so I've read like some wild stories of like say someone's name is like um yeah say someone's name is like Tolly they've been asked to be like someone has said can we just call you Tony instead because that's yeah. easier for us I've like Trans I've seen that stuff on media, <laughs> and I've always wondered like what is going on in your brain that's really like disrespectful that. but like, some so people well. agree to it some people actually agree yeah, to it and that's where survive. i'm like you're trying to pay your bills and stuff like that exactly they can't be bothered with the hassle and like i said it's it comes like where my approach to it now comes from a place of experience like there was one example that shan shared where someone oh her name is atinuke yeah and her name had been shortened to TK for how many years? Because someone just way back when she was a child, was it a teacher or something, just decided, oh, I'm going to call you TK. Ah, yeah, I said, yeah. what? Her name, and that's not even a full name. They shortened the short version of her name. I said, wow, that's so insulting. It's it's lazy. It's, it's rooted in disregard. And it's otherness as well when you think that you should just be able to shorten someone's name without their permission. So... Other rung rung upon the HR every time that's happened and said you need to change everything across all my accounts, change my email address as well because I don't like that. Like there was a time when I used to go into roles and it irked me a little bit, but it didn't irk me that much. But now because I see it's a big issue, I'm like, no, I'm. Do you know what? I want your tongue to trip over my name until you understand that you should have to try to say it and not be like, even these days, man, like the amount of variations of pronunciations I hear, I can't fight everybody. Do you know what I mean? Like, I respect someone who tries. And my my thing is always, my thing is always this, because I'm not perfect at this. And sometimes like when you have events, you have to say people's names that you don't, know how to pronounce and they don't have the phonetics at the side it can be yeah. really intimidating because you don't want to offend anyone but I don't understand why people can't just say like actually say can you tell me how to pronounce your name I just want to make sure I pronounce it correctly Simples. Like, I don't understand like, yeah. why people are just so but there's, la- I, I take lazy. it a, I take it a step back even that there's also a level of apathy because as a teacher mm-hmm. I say, I'm not sure if that's the right word but even as a teacher 
you know, I'm very conscious of telling the kids, make sure I say your name right. The first time I meet them, I'm going through the register, I'm like, what's the pronunciation? And some of them, they shrug. And it's almost like they shrug in. Everybody else has always just said how they want to say it. Just say, it. I'm like, yeah. what would the adult in your house say? How does your mother say yeah, it? Yeah, that's so sad. Tell me. But I think it even takes a step back that people become complacent from a very young mm. age because in schools, dare I say, perhaps this is where it potentially starts. That's I mean, we're so young. Later. We're going to touch upon that later, actually, because I really agree in that respect. And I'll read the pronunciation. I've actually started adding that to my CVs. And sometimes people are like, oh, that's really good that you added it because I knew how to pronounce your names. And I was like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) But anyway, so moving forward with regards to these kind of experiences, like how do you think, in what ways do you think these experiences can impact an employee's experience of the work environment and how can work places of work like mitigate against these kind of key errors that can be quite offensive for some people to be honest with you like have you ever seen that kind of oh I'm just going to call you this like successfully challenged in the workplace as another sub question I've never worked in a place where they've acted that mad to do that they've I've worked in mad places but that madness, I have not seen, so I can't comment on that one. <laughs> That's just one of the madnesses I haven't seen. So I have to, I have to, you know, I, I have to, I have to pass on that particular one. It so makes in, that, <laughs> go, Sean. No, it makes me, no, it makes me question, like, like my current team, where we are solid. We're really good people, in my opinion. Um, and we're bands, but like, like we had a new girl start and because she's got the same name as someone else in the team we were like yeah somebody's got to take a nickname so and we yeah, but that's not real. that's not this that's like that's not no, the same. like i can get upset people calling me that hold but... on can i finish can i finish so we've adopted this nickname for her that's rude and now yeah it is to be honest but like because we've all kind of we've all agreed to it including her but i wonder if actually because of it was it's sort of like outnumbered most of us are saying we're going to call you this because I wonder if you're going to go along with it I know she does but I wonder just we're just reflecting yeah but is her name an English name though it is I'm just saying when you give someone a name I'm that's I'm just referencing an experience mm. when you give someone a name no because I just it. think like we have to be careful not to conflate because I feel like there's a, there's a different it's like they hired another Natalie in my team and I said I don't understand why they did that but <laughs> yes you're the only one Natalie I don't want to conflate I don't want to yes. conflate what but but oh, that God. is like I can have a bit of banter about that and be like you have to be called something different ha 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 but that is very different from someone taking Tolls' name and not even trying and saying, let's call you Tally Ho instead. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just a different, it's like a different level. I feel like it's in terms. Yeah, because it's just, there's just so much micro ag in that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that was one aspect of the question as well, even if you've not seen it in real life. But like, how do you think, like, people can feel when they go through this experience in the workplace because personally I think some people don't care like I've seen other people of West African origin Nigerians and when I hear what people are calling them you know when you just do a double take and it's like you're back like 
bends backwards 180 degrees because you can't actually believe how much it's been butchered, but they're still answering to it and just like kiki keen and I'm looking and That's I'm like mm-hmm. So talk talk us talk us through this, yeah. To, and, yeah. and from your experience of your community on the insider's perspective. So like mm. there was a time where there was a blatant disregard for the name Tola. Tola. And you're like, who? And then so that's one question. Like I don't like you answer the same question. Why would you answer? Like, you know your name is Tola, not Tola. And then the second one is then, please explain to me, please explain to my ignorance how um the African community arrive at having an English name. Because so many have a name that they are called publicly at school and in work, and then at home they have the African mm. name. Because surely, maybe devil's advocate here, that feeds into the sentiment of there's a there's an acceptance of you're going to have a different name somewhere. Question. Yes, a hundred percent. So to answer that question, first of all, parents are thinking, "Right, it's hard in this country, you know. Let me have an English alternative for this child, so that they can move easily through the world, should they want to." And I remember for so many years when I was younger, I wished I had like an English name, like to the point I even made one up for myself. <laughs> but it never took off. It never took off, and. I think the aspects of how we, how and why we allow people to kind of do these kind of things. Also, age comes into it. You'd never believe what I was called in primary school. People call me Tola. I mean, T-O-L-U. How do you get there? <laughs> Tola. What? And the thing is, the funniest thing is, I remember, like, in school, in primary school, my full illustrious name was up there on the wall because we belong to colour groups. I didn't, like, how like I just it was taolao then in um in um <laughs> no nah, it's embarrassing still in secondary school I was called Tulu 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 it's only when I got to uni I'm crying it's only when I got to uni yeah and there was other Nigerians and West Africans. It's not like there wasn't people like that in my school as well. But, you know, survival, you know, survival. And then I tried to introduce myself as that. That's when them people did their, mm, their head to the side, <laughs> 180 yeah. degrees. And that's yeah. when I knew something had to change. Yeah. There used to be beef at my school between, like, people who thought they were kind of authentic West African, whether that's from Ghana or Nigerian, and the ones that they thought had assimilated. So they used to be like, her name isn't, her friends are calling her this. That is even her yeah. name. Her name is that. And I'm just like, well, I ain't got skin in this game, but fair juice. Do you know what I mean? Bruh. This is BK. Like, BK. Oh, my days. Bruh, this is confessions. Like, when I think back to it, I'm just actually disgusted inside, but I didn't really know. How did you feel when you were called out? Because this is your oh, own people in your own community, your own question. I was just like, shame. <laughs> the shame is what I felt because a little bit because it was just like oh but then because I think by that age I was kind of I kind of realized that it was mashed up but then it also seemed too far gone for me to even recover it so at first it was shame but then it was emancipation from the shackles of just like absolute ridiculous nonsense like how on earth did I allow people why I don't even remember the moment that I I allowed like myself to just be called that like I don't even know why but it just seemed like 
too much hassle to say, oh. Didn't they correct? Didn't they correct? Did your parents correct? No. I don't don't even know. Everybody was just moving mad, didn't it? Everyone. So people say, Because you can't come around my mum and call me Chanel. She's like, there's a T. There's a T. Bruh. I don't even know. I don't even recall. Again, we're of the generation where it was still important to survive. (laughs) But I feel like now kids don't need to kind of um, go through that. And now they have a bit more freedom to like use correct pronunciations of their name. But still some people are going through that kind of mess. And then sometimes it translates into the workplace. So when you enter the workplace and then people are saying, hmm, Tolu, nah, that's a bit long still. Can I just call you T? You're like, yeah, okay then, because you're used to it. That's what some people, you know, the point some people get to. But me, I'm, I'm, I'm a resistor now. I'm just like, no. <laughs> well, to add to that, Tolls, to add to that, like I had, well, it wasn't my client, it was my colleague's client, but I'd worked with that client before. He had a really long West African name. And he decided he was going to beg his mom at the time because he was young. He was about 15. He was like, I'm going to beg my mom to change it. And he was like, I don't care. I'm going to beg my mom to change it because we tried to get him on several additional work experiences. And he'd been pushed back from all of them. And he was quite a good student, A star, no problem with the work. His English was good. Like, Because he was like, oh, maybe because my English isn't good. His English was really good. And... They will keep on pushing him back and other people were going in in his class were getting in and he wasn't so we were like what's going on here and he begged his mom like i want to change my name i want to change my name his name also began with t and he changed his name to timmy and he was like that's it and his mom his mom said okay and she changed it she came to me personally separately and was like oh because my colleague was a European lady, she came to me as a black person. She was like, okay, do you think I should change it? And I said, no, this is what you've named your son. He's, there's meaning behind his name and I don't think you should change it. Now, obviously at this time, he was having trouble getting into the work experience. But I said, no, this is what you've named him. And we will find a way to get him where he needs to go, but don't change it. But he started crying and doing all he wanted to do. And his mom changed it straight. I was and, like, wow. And did that help his opportunities? Did he, he get changed, into the work he, experience after that? No, no. Because I think he had been harassing them separately. So they already knew who he was, even when he changed his name. So then he had to move to a different job sector to go into instead. But I said, you ruined your chances. This, But the fact that he begged his mom to change his name and his mom just said, okay, I was like, no, because his name had a beautiful meaning behind it. And I was just like, why would you do that? Why? So when when you say change his name, did she do it by deeds poll or just tell yes. you this is what yes. he is? No. Deeds poll. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. That's oh, why it was wow. so serious. That's why she came to like talk to me about it. Like, do you think I should? And she, she didn't only ask me, she asked other members of like his class, his teachers and oh, wow. she asked them as well. And I was like, wow, like she actually changed his name. Um I don't think she should have. Oh, wow no but it's one of those ones that obviously it's up to people like what they want to kind of identify with and call themselves but yeah it it does feel a bit problematic because uh, ultimately it's pandering to just colonialist influence and just it just makes me feel yucky but I understand and another reason why I I didn't think she should have done it is because he was the oldest of her children 
So what about the younger ones? Like they're seeing you change your name. Would they now want to do it because he's doing it? Mm. So I just mm. felt like, no, no, no. It's a no. Yeah, I think he should have probably just been empowered more so in his name but again like you never know what the individual experiences of people are and what they're going through and maybe they're just tired of oh, I was my life so I had to fight <laughs> Do you know I mean? yeah just I like... did I did feel that hint of tiredness so maybe mm-hmm. it was so, that but yeah that kind of rolls us in um quite well into like the another aspect that I kind of wanted to discuss which is you know when a name isn't just about how people refer to you it can also um, be how software recognizes you and you know Shan shared with us a couple of like screenshots where it was two Asian women and basically they were putting in their surname and the software didn't recognize surnames that only had two letters um, because it deemed their surname too short so it's kind of like how does the situation get to that point like why is there not really that consideration of all sorts of um ethnic backgrounds um when you're making these softwares and stuff so again that's another challenge that black women especially can face in the workplace I suppose it depends what where they come from I know certain you know um ethnicities or countries the names are really extremely long I'm trying to think of one off the back of my head like um an African region or country where the surnames are quite long I can't think of anything but Nigerian names can be very long sometimes just ridiculously long so it's another way in kind of uh, society that's a bit grand let's say the employment sector kind of lets us down when it doesn't take those things into consideration um so I thought that would be important to kind of mention within this discussion but um another thing that I kind of wanted to touch upon as well is that a lot of people and it kind of draws back to your point Rachel about this um young man uh, a lot of people with non-white English names are actually able to recount several experiences of their names being tampered with, um, approached as if malleable or revisable before they've even entered the employment field. And I think it would be good for us to discuss like how they can deprogram themselves from these audacities built like, you know, Tetris blocks over the years mm-hmm. so that when they enter the employment arena, they have enough confidence to resist the pressure to conform, um, assimilate or tolerate. What do y'all think? I think it's got a lot better um, of recent. Like, I think personally, like seeing how people are able to move a lot more freely. And I've had less of people saying, oh, um, should I change the way that my name's done? I've had, I had it quite early on in my career but now I feel like it's a lot different um and I feel like they're more open to seeing people that have names from different countries and are from an ethnic background as opposed to before I don't know maybe because there's people of ethnic minority in the workplace already so they're used to seeing the names around as prefer as done before if that makes sense I don't agree No, but the statistics still show that people who have non-white names, non-English names, still have to apply for a certain percentage longer than someone who has a name (laughs) like me. 
and the statistics haven't moved in any way which would make me think that that the situation has changed I feel like while sometimes while there are more black people in a workplace nine times out of ten those more black people aren't in a position where they make recruiting decisions <laughs> and so even in but then also even in smaller businesses if you have like a hr lady who's like oh freaking hell i cannot bother to pronounce that name every day they'll just throw that cv that person's cv in the bin like there's been so many examples so many studies where you know we have to have the situation now where we have we imagine we have to have blind cvs mm. that don't have any name that don't have any gender and so many um corporate companies use that and they're like oh we use the blind cv system as a way of demonstrating that there's no bias in their recruiting system but bro my friend you shouldn't have to use a blind cv system in order to to make sure that inherently there's no bias in your recruitment because whoever is sifting through cvs is clearly racist if you're concerned that because they see a name that they can't pronounce they won't let that person through I think it's like I, I feel like the idea of not being able to pronounce names I can't remember which which actor it was that said that but they're like she was like if you can pronounce Tchaikovsky whatever his name is I'm just defeating her point because I can't pronounce the name obviously but you can pronounce so many different artists Russian names why can't you pronounce a Nigerian name why can't you pronounce a South African surname why can't you pronounce a Kenyan surname like make it make it make sense so for me we hear a lot more about like blind CVs and trying to eradicate bias from the recruitment process, but we don't hear enough about eradicating bias in general because you can have a blind CV, but if you go and work for a team where no one wants to even take the time to say your name, to learn how to pronounce your name, what is the point of that blind CV process? So for me personally, I don't, I would need to see some of these studies that have been done time and time again with people say, you know, with a Nigerian first name and surname and middle name submitting their CV and then alternatively someone submitting their CV and calling themselves Sally Turner and I need to see if Sally Turner is still going to get through and the person with their full Nigerian name and surname is not going to get through do you get what I'm trying to say like we just have to I I feel like this is not showing me that things are getting mm -hmm. better on your first point uh do you know what it's almost gifted like see my name can't say it and throw it away if you felt you needed to throw it away, then this clearly is not the place for me. You've done me a favor yeah, because yeah. it isn't about oh that you know that's all that's authentic or that seems like let's click the quota and then say that you are you are representative of the population, but you actually cannot meet their needs. So on one hand, it's like you know what if I'm not for you, I'm not for you. That's not cool. That's just survival mode for today. But the other side of it is like I think. On the, on the social anthropological level, and, and I just think, and, and think about social psychology, how easy is it to fight bias? Because it's, it's natural, and I don't even say human nature, it's natural to want to be near those that are like you. So to, to challenge, like I'm literally thinking if I had a bias, which I probably do, like if I, I have biases, if I open an application and I see, I see that you're from East Ham, I'm like, oh, she's from my end. That obviously you're going to read the rest of the CV, but there's a connection. If I see that you've gone to X university, I'm going to say, oh, that's my, uni. like, 
you will make a connection naturally. Yeah, but I feel, like that's, be, but I feel like that's but, different from saying because I can't on, pronounce someone's name, I'm not going to yeah, give yeah. them a job. One hundred or completely the other, the opposite is you know the CV is good enough, and then they don't get the interview, even though they've ticked all the boxes. But you're wary because it it sounds black, or you're wary because it's female. But how does that get tackled? Because that takes a that takes a level of self awareness and a level of honesty. Apart from a blind CV, then how can you deal with it? Because someone would have to accept and say, "I'm racist." So you guys have actually maybe it's the way I posed the question because I wasn't even asking about how those people deprogram themselves. No, you the answer for me. You weren't asking. You were asking about like how you're asking basically about as a person how, who is the individual. And I just said I don't yeah. think it's getting better. And then obviously Shan's aunt raised the question for me, like answering the initial question. Mm. I'm a very I know this is unpopular opinion, so I hope that hands up. But I'm a very big fan of picking your battles at certain points mm. um, so as a junior as a junior especially if you work in an environment that's very hierarchical it it can naturally feel very difficult to ab- advocate for yourself but I, f- I do feel like um, if there was anything you're going to advocate for your name it's your name and your yeah. identity is one that you if you feel you have the courage you should be able to say actually do you know what um, mm-hmm. I'd really appreciate if you could call my name like my full name so like I know like a lot of job applications have this thing of what is your name and what name do you want to be called and I feel like if on your application you have not inserted because that in a way puts pressure on you to insert um, a nickname right I just put my full name there fam but if you put your full name there and then there's still doing nicknames I I, I feel like you should be able to say like if there's one hill you're going to die on it's like can you just please say my name this is one of my hills, most definitely. I, I like, and I've had to deprogram myself in a sense to just not allow like that kind of disrespect. And I know people always use that point of, oh, if they can pronounce Chajosti, I don't care if they can or they can't pronounce it. That's not really got anything to do with it. It's the fact that that's my name. So use my name. Uh, whether or not you're calling other people by their name, it, it doesn't matter. What matters is if someone is called a certain thing then call them by that name like any kind of justification of why oh it's difficult or blah 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 no just try and if you're struggling with pronunciation you can ask them how do you pronounce it like I even don't like it when I see colleagues calling other colleagues um their name wrong or they're pronouncing it a bit wrong I'm like no it actually sounds like that because how how can you become so comfortable with just pronouncing things the way that you feel is right or that is easy for you that doesn't make sense to me in any way whatsoever I think I think it's a it's a it's a merge of everything it's your degree of it's your degree of resistance how brave you are how junior how senior you are time there's there's a merge of everything and I don't think you can I don't think and also even the time of day the mood that you're in I think like so to to be more specific in terms of what people can do and what I've heard people do um you know it's in that first team meeting if you know this is an issue you say it and you say it and Mm -hmm. you say it again and you even acknowledge people struggle so I'm breaking it down like it sounds very patronizing but also being sort of being dehumanized in not calling my name and not respect every day who needs to feel uncomfortable me or you so there's the just general like correcting 
there's mm-hmm. like, your email signature, you might need to put pronounced. You might need to, and not mm-hmm. because you need to, and not because you're being petty, but give a resolution. If there, if that's a resolution, give a resolution. Um, but I think that I think on a very personal level, because our names are very personal to us, other than life, it's the first thing that we're given. I think that there's a question of anyone who's listening who has had this struggle or is having this struggle whatever you decide to do outwardly inwardly in terms of the working on me like what do you truly believe so if you know that you're saying call me t because you've decided this is not a hill I'm going to die on but t is not my name and you know that inside great but if you're trying to in my opinion if you're trying to assimilate and please people or make life easier for someone at your discomfort no I agree with you like getting there in the beginning is the key like as soon as I saw that happen with my names in those employment forms of employments I immediately I emailed HR but I vocalized it to the team I said on official documents documentation I expect to see my full name like put my full name even though nothing had changed it on the systems because they were dragging their feet about it I was like no so if we're writing anything anything to clients you need to put my full name there I'm happy for you to refer to me as that um, as we're speaking or via email but if there's any documentation or anything like that I prefer my full name and I just make it clear from the jump because I don't want to have to tell people six months down the line they're like oh but you never said anything so I just tell people from the jump immediately that first kind of um what do you call it I don't know that first kind of microaggression might be too strong a word but that kind of occurrence I'm like okay no now everybody needs to get told and informed that this is the way it's going to be moving forward you know what I mean so I think that's a way of kind of people can it's a way of outwardly deprogramming your environment but also kind of reprogramming yourself to 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 make sure that you're always ensuring that your name is respected or being represented in the way that you want it to be respect is a big thing let's not undermine that so when someone decides that they're not going to say your name they are also deciding that I I don't quite respect part of this person's being and so there is a something about just reclaim your power so like not every hill you're going to die on but sometimes sweat the small stuff because it's things like that even though it's like oh I'm even I'm doing small small it's small things like that that people think are small that the impact is actually oh she's not going to settle for anything because actually it's a it's a representation of respect and then I don't think they'll trip over any other areas after that if you if you ask Mm. me 100 percent um so I think that brings us really to the conclusion of this episode and we kind of as you guys have been speaking you've kind of really been giving tips even as we're going on but to kind of make it a bit more concise and condense it down um what tips do you have for someone who's maybe encountered this issue for several years and kind of wants to turn a new leaf and be like no actually this is my name or maybe someone is encountering it in a specific environment just as a one-off thing how do you think they can really um move forward with that in a positive direction for themselves in a way that pleases them and a way that feels affirms their identity their name their culture and where they come from that's a big I'm question, just, isn't it? <laughs> I'll, I'll just go on a real, like, scaredy cat practical. 
like if you're thinking about well I've let this pass for so long why now then in terms of picking your moment I, I can't believe I'm saying this but I'll say it you might choose to like write a blog or contribute to Black History Month because the context where everybody's listening um to you in terms of time and place like that could be it in terms of because it's like where and how do you raise awareness unless your organization has a really strong and visual um EDI department mm. inclusion diversity inclusion representative and and it can feel awkward if someone's been calling you something for four months and then it's like when but also but today if today if you're listening to this podcast on your way to work and you're like this is me the next team meeting any other business yeah it is an AOB and I just want to say that like my point is find your moment where you feel most comfortable whether that is a team briefing or a blog for Black History Month or whatever this is my birthday present guys but find the moment that it feels most comfortable for you because whilst we are sort of over it or somewhat immune for it this is can this is quite a sensitive subject for some people really Mm, it's true what you said because even in some instances with like client meetings and stuff when they've been they start saying my name wrong and inside I'm just like no 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 because if I let you get away with it now you're going to keep saying it and it's not like it's an intent on their side to be disrespectful or anything they just like didn't know how to pronounce it so what I do sometimes is like I'll let the meeting go on and at the end I'll be like oh it's Tolu by the way and they're like oh I'm so sorry and for most people that is exactly what they'll do and they'll pretty much get it right after that so sometimes um, I'd say don't approach it from an angle where someone is always trying to be antagonistic it may not be the case it may just be the case that they just really didn't have a clue and trying to do the best that they can and um if you just say oh by the way the pronunciation is this most people will be like oh okay I'm so sorry um I didn't realize and that's it you keep it moving but if you kind of tackle it from a why are you calling me this don't don't you know what my name is then you're creating (laughs) (laughs) potentially of a, a warrior atmosphere that didn't really wasn't really required in order to get the result that you wanted yeah I agree with you Tolls. I think correction is kind of necessary um to kind of ensure that your colleagues and whoever you're working with or even outsiders that you're emailing or whatever kind of know what you prefer to be called and what you want to be called in the workplace i think it's also a bit about bravery sometimes you have to actually psych yourself up for these things because there's a lot of nasty people at work and although sometimes people are not doing it because they are um they're nasty some people are doing it in a nasty way and they're doing it to push your buttons and they're doing it to make you feel a certain type of way so you have to kind of pick a time pick a chance when you feel comfortable but let them know make sure even if it's in an email you don't feel comfortable saying it to them face to face do it all stuff email whatever you have to do to make sure that your point is get across but just communicate that properly and clearly if you have to put the pronunciations do that but make sure you pick your time and you do it properly Mm. that's anything from you no, she ain't got something to say. Um, yeah, I really rate the people that um do the all staff emails because I I'm not. There. I haven't got that confidence <laughs> to do that. Oh, oh I've done one. Okay. I've done one. I've done one. Listen. Yeah, we know about you, Rach. We know. We know you don't play. It wasn't for name. It was an actual big issue that was going on, and someone was getting bullied. So I had to. It wasn't me oh. that was getting bullied, but I made it clear. 
things weren't happening, HR weren't doing their job, and I made it clear this person feels like they can't come to work. So everybody's going to fix up. I didn't say it in these words. Obviously, I did my professional <laughs> professional writing. <laughs> the Queen's English on that, that email, but I made it clear. We're not going to make people feel uncomfortable. And I listed the values. Hello, these are the values of the company, and mm, this is what we all are here it. to. So I love it. Sorry. No, mm -mm. it's only now I've got this confidence. Everyone who's listening, listen, before when I came from graduation, I was there doing Freddy Freddy. Don't, Freddy Freddy. But you build up the confidence. It That's starts it. with the little things. It, was, it starts with the little bits and bobs when you can just call out and say, no, actually, this is my name and I want to be called this. It starts from there and then you can get to the all stuff email like me. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's a, a really good point to round up on. Like anyone who's listening to this and feeling like, oh man, I should have challenged this and kind of just looking back on past experiences. Uh, don't beat yourself up about that because it really is a journey in the process and not one single one of us arrived at this place without going through situations where now we look back, we're like, oh man, I really compromised myself and my values a little bit there. I wish I stood up for myself a bit better. But life is a journey. We evolve, we develop and we build our confidence when we get a better understanding of who we are what our values are and how we want people to treat us and how we want people to name us so the ultimate response to any kind of oh feeling about things in the past is we move keep it pushing that was the past the future is ahead of you and you just do what you need to do to ensure um, that your name is being respected in the workplace so with that being said we have come to the end of the episode and as usual want to thank you for listening thank you for emailing us and sending your messages through as usual you can catch us on twitter and instagram at bww podcast uk you can also use the hashtag bww podcast uk you can go on our website as well as mentioned earlier www.blackwomenworking.com and um, also if you want to email us we are blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com but yeah that's it from us guys so take care wherever you are where whoever's listening whatever country whatever nationality or whatever this is the black women working podcast and we will see you in the next one thank you cheers bye, bye.